Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as, uh, what, it's a Thursday? It's December 1st. Welcome to December. Colin is already in his Christmas spirit like he has been really for the last, I guess, month. I think he says November 1st he starts listening to Christmas music. Yes, that is correct. I start listening to the Christmas music November 1st as soon as Halloween ends since there is no Thanksgiving music. It's the holiday season that begins. Is there not? There's I, not the turkey dinner song. Man, <laughs> the turkey dinner not song. Not an official Thanksgiving song. How is it not official? What it's makes not. something official? If it's played on radio. If it's played it on radio? It probably has been played in, on radio before. Doubt it. Hey, Nick, are we live on the TV10 Facebook page? We, we should, should be. be. I, it doesn't, the stream says it's on. It doesn't appear. Oh, no. He only did Twitter. Wow. I don't know how I managed to do that, but yeah, You're my t- bad. a talented person. I, I was waiting. Hello, Facebook. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> well, I guess we can't. We got to wait a little bit to do this then. Nah, we're there now. So uh, it's not up yet. But here we yeah. go. Now we're live on Facebook. Well, Apologize for that, Nick. Slacking over here on you December know, first. I said I put it on Twitter, and it, I thought that I clicked both, but I guess I did not. All right. Well, welcome into today's program. Those tuned in on Facebook. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. News coming out in the last hour, just getting the official word, uh, moments ago via email, though we did see trickled out, uh, from the Harlan Hill, um, actual, the Harlan Hill, I guess what he the the website, right? Trickled yeah, out the news release was posted on the website, but Tyson Bajan has been named one of nine finalists for the 2022 Harlan Hill trophy, the NCAA division two college football player of the year as everybody knows, he won that last year. Um, and, you know, you win one, it's kind of hard to follow it up. But he did a pretty dang good job this year trying to follow it up and then adding more running game, really, and the emergence of Ronnie Brown, which if you think about it, there really should have been some kind of thing that that let Shepard have two semifinalists from Super Region 1 because Ronnie Brown deserves a pot, a hand in the pot for this as well. Yeah, definitely. The way you look at it, you look at both their stats this year. I mean, the top running – is he the top rusher in Division Two now? No. No, but he leads the nation, I believe, in all total. Purpose. That's what all it is. All purpose, purpose or whatever yards. it is. Yeah. So, when Tyson leads in passing yards, as I can see behind you there, Spencer, it, it's hard to argue against Tyson being another Harland Hill finalist, well-deserving for the career that he has had at Shepard. But he's not the only uh, – Local guy, that is a finalist to around here. Nobody surprised. Yeah, one guy we actually met in person on Monday night. Yeah, Gerard Bowie of Concord, the Martinsburg native. Uh, you know, as much as I want Tyson to win it, I think it'd be a cool story. One year Tyson wins it, the next year high school teammate Gerard Bowie wins it. That'd that be a cool story. Cool. I think Tyson's got a good chance to. But win I think it Tyson again. has a good chance to repeat. But it's definitely a lock anytime 
you're up for this kind of award, you know, back-to-back years. Uh, players have won it back-to-back. We were looking earlier. Danny Woodhead won it back-to-back years. Um, so it's not like maybe like NFL MVP where sometimes they don't vote for you because you won it the year before. The last guy to win it back-to-back years was 14 and 15, Jason Vanderlaan. Lane? Lon. He... Uh, that was 2014-15. 06, 07 was Danny Woodhead, and then Dusty Bonner won in 2000, 2001. And then back to the Do second. You know the last wide receiver to win for Gerard Bowie's chances? No. Did oh. it give you a position? Oh, yeah, it does. Should. The last wide receiver was 91 Ronnie West from Pittsburgh State. Okay, so it's it's very similar you know, to the Heisman, obviously. Quarterbacks and running backs tend to dominate. So the last it, since 2014, it's been given to a running back, and then in 2013, it was given to a running back. 2012 quarterback, 2011 running back, 2010 quarterback, and then running back from 06 to 09, and then the quarterback from 99 to 2005, ending with Jimmy Terwilliger, the Stroudsburg now head coach, the guy that uh, uh, that Tyson beat all his Division two numbers. But, yes, I mean if you want to go based off of the history of the award. Who's the best quarterback in the nation? It's Tyson Bajant. So it would make a lot of sense for Tyson Bajant to win another Harlan Hill. And by the way, even though it'd be a cool storyline to say, yeah, it'd be back-to-back Martinsburg guys and Tyson and then Gerard from last year and this year, you can say the same thing next year because Bowie still has a year after this. Tyson does not. Or So we could get the story that it's back-to-back years for Tyson and then it's three straight Martinsburg technically. Or even better back-to-back Tyson Bajan that's also back-to-back Martinsburg yeah <laughs> it's true and then but... next year Ronnie Brown that's back-to-back-to-back Shepard three in Ooh. a row for Shepard Shepard yeah. jumps up from having none before last year to having three uh that would be tied for the most yeah. Texas A&M Kingsville Ferris State Valdosta State all have three and then a bunch of teams have two and then a bunch of teams have it one. is kind of weird that there's like rules on how the nominees work and how many nominees you can get from each team like imagine if the heisman worked that way yeah you would only have one nominee from each team i don't know it's it's a weird thing it is weird that it works that way but you know i i, I understand it to extent i don't know if ronnie would have gotten this far in the voting even though you know he does lead the nation in all-purpose yards just because you might look at just the rushing yard numbers but He's still sixth in rushing. Exactly. So it's not like too far of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Virginia Union's Jada Byers is leading the nation with almost 2,000 rushing yards. That might be good enough for the Harlan Hill. I believe he was one of the nominees. Uh, but, you know, just Shepard ranks sixth in offense. I think there's a good chance for Tyson to get it again. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he I, I, th- I think it's pretty cool. And, uh, Nick, it's cool for you. Uh, we you knew yesterday this was kind of coming. Yeah, I made the In highlight reel for Tyson, so I had a feeling that he was a at least a semifinalist here, uh, or a finalist, I should say. I don't know why I said semifinalist, but if he was a finalist for the award, because uh, there'd be no reason for me to make a highlight clip yeah. if he wasn't going to be, you know, in the little video or whatever they do before they announce the award. Uh, but the, so Tyson Bajant, obviously one of them, and Gerard Bowie, one of them as well. Uh, one of the finalists, Brandon Alt, 
Bemidji State quarterback Mario Anderson, Newberry running back Jada Byers, Virginia Union running back. Nick just mentioned him. TJ Cole, uh, Quachita Baptist running back. TJ Davis, Nebraska Kearney quarterback. Uh, John Matalucha, Colorado Mines quarterback. And Caleb Murphy, the one defensive player on this list, a defensive lineman for Ferris State. Uh, so that's the nine that uh, are on the list for the semi, or excuse me, the finalists, which is weird. Why is there, so do we ever figure out why there's nine? There's a tie yeah, in we said, uh, Region oh, yeah. 3. Mm-hmm. Region 3 at a tie for Region votes. 3 at a tie. Yep. Who's in Region 3? I believe that's the Ferris State region. Yeah, that's Ferris State, Grand Valley State, Pittsburgh State region. So you look at it, Tyson is number one in passing yards. He's number four in passing touchdowns. Trails by four touchdowns to uh, Colorado School Mines quarterback. So, um, you know, there's there's a good chance there. I think being number one in passing yards will help, uh, obviously. And I think all the record's broken. Yeah, the record's, you know, that will definitely play a factor. And he's improved as a runner, but his running isn't not something that you necessarily look at. So... Should be uh, a good chance, I think, for Tyson Bajan to win this year again. Yeah, should be a good chance. And uh, when we hear about that, when are they announcing again? December 16th. Right before the national championship, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Doesn't it work out to the same day like last year that it did? Around, yeah. Around. Yeah. So, uh, Which was right before the national championship. Yeah. So December 16th will be the announcement, and then the winner will be honored the Little Rock Touchdown Club Awards Banquet on January 13th, uh, 2023. Uh, but uh, before we talk local, a little bit more local sports, just want to let everybody know we have, what is it, a family four-pack, and then two a, another pair of tickets to go see WVU host Navy in basketball next Wednesday, December 7th believe tip-off is 7 p.m. Does that sound right? I'll double-check while you um, give out the trivia question. So we're going to get a trivia question for this. It's kind of an easy one for anybody that knows Mountaineer basketball. What is the Mountaineers' overall record versus Navy in men's hoops? And, yes, it is a 7 p.m. tip. There you go. 7 Wednesday, p.m. Tick, December ne- 7th. Next Wednesday. If you have the answer, comment on Facebook. Again, we got a family four-pack and a pair of tickets tell us which one you want. And then the second person that can get it if you're around the same time, uh, we will also give you the other pair of tickets. Uh, but let's get into some more local stuff, Nick. As, uh, we talked yesterday about a soccer player signing from Washington. We've got uh, two more players signing. Uh, this time, first in baseball, Dylan Stevens from Musselman. He signs to stay at home in the panhandle and play for Shepard. Yeah, I guess, Colin, you don't get to talk about this because he said just me. I know. I'm well, excited. no, I was trying to give Nick the opportunity here since I've been speaking a lot. I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, Dylan Stevens, you know, really good pitcher. It's going to be cool to see him at Shepard. Uh, obviously, uh, Stoudemire from Washington is also going to Shepard, so it'll be cool that two EPAC players will be kind of leading the uh, pitching staff in a few years there. Um, so congratulations to him. And a guy that we just saw dominate last year. And, again, Musselman returns a lot for this next season as well. So Musselman should be a fun baseball team to watch when we get around to the spring season. But, uh, you know, congratulations to him. And um, for Kaylee, you know, we didn't get to see a ton of volleyball. but uh, Softball. 
or softball. I don't know why. I said hey, we haven't even said that yet. Kaylee, what's her last name? Laughlin. Kaylee Laughlin has committed to play softball at the next level. Where at? Allegheny. Allegheny. So. Yeah. Yep. Allegheny College of Maryland, I believe, yes. is the which is in Pennsylvania. Wait, is it Allegheny College of Maryland in Pennsylvania, or is it Allegheny College? It's Allegheny College of Maryland, but it's in Pennsylvania, Meadville, PA. <laughs> I did not know that. Sorry. I didn't know that either. I thought it was in Allegheny, Maryland. Yeah. I see the signs for it on, what is it, 68? I believe. Or Unless 70? there's two separate Alleghenies. There might be. Who knows what? That are our really close here. to one another. Yeah. But I believe it's Allegheny College, Maryland, in Meadville, PA. All right. Well, there you okay. go. But congrats Somebody to can those. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But. Um, congrats to those two uh, spring athletes that have decided to play at the next level. If there's any other uh, athletes out there in the Eastern Panhandle that have committed to play at college uh, that we have not seen, just let us know. Uh, hit us in the Facebook comments or direct message us on Facebook or on you can tweet us at on it Twitter at WRNR underscore sports mix. Or, uh, yeah, just reach out to us on Facebook. We'd like to recognize all the student-athletes in the area that are going to play at the next level. Um, but, again, if you want to go to the WVU Hoops game next Wednesday against Navy at 7 p.m., when, what, or what is WV's overall record versus Navy, hit the Facebook comments or call in at 304-263-6540, 304-263-6540. With that, we'll step aside for our first break. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk college football. Uh, WVU player declares for the draft. We'll get a little bit more into what we know about the new AD for West Virginia, as well as uh, college football playoff makes a declaration yesterday. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. My thoughts to bark like hounds, I focus on my breathing. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for you. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The American College of Emergency Physicians recently announced that WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department has once again achieved the Bronze Standard Level 3 Geriatric Emergency Department accreditation. This program recognizes emergency departments that provide excellent care for older adults and have geriatric-appropriate equipment and supplies available. Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department is one of two geriatric-accredited emergency departments in West Virginia. WVU Medicine, leading health care here and everywhere. Life can get in the way these days. We all know that. Work commitments, social commitments, volunteer commitments, family commitments. You put your heart into all of it. 
you've got enough to worry about already. Your roof shouldn't be one of those things. Everything should just work. But when your roof is in need of an upgrade, you shouldn't have to worry about that either. Modern Renovations, your four-state roofing solution. Reminding you that home is where the heart really is. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Happy to have you with us as uh, we're here for this December 1st, 2022, and uh, we'll get into some more WVU stuff. Uh, yesterday, the official announcement comes out at 1.57 p.m. from West Virginia Athletics. Uh, they have named Ren Baker next vice president and director of athletics. We talked yesterday that he comes from the University of North Texas. Uh, he's got 20 years of experience in athletics uh, and uh, the quote from Gordon Gee, I quote, I'm thrilled to welcome Ren Baker to West Virginia University family as our new athletic director. And I have no doubt his personality and energy will connect with our student athletes, coaches, as well as our campus community and alumni. Uh, when we begin this search, we determined to find someone who could lead in the modern realities of intercollegiate athletics and build upon the legacy of his predecessors. We wanted someone who clearly understood the dynamics of a fast-changing athletics environment and has found success being at the forefront of the new world that includes managing NIL and the portal. We looked at the number of well-qualified candidates, and at the end of the day, Ren met every one of those needs. He'll oversee those 18 varsity sports, manage a budget of more than $90 million and approximately 250 employees and nearly 500 student-athletes. At North Texas, obviously did a great job there. And uh, not only did a great job managing the athletics teams, but the student-athletes there excelled in the classroom, posting top APR scores, setting four consecutive department graduation score or success rate records. Every team recorded a cumulative GPA of 3.0 or higher, with the spring 22 department GPA hitting 3.206 average. So not only were student-athletes at North Texas getting it done on the field, they're also getting it done in the classroom. Um, he's also helped in departments with ticketing, uh, football attendance, among other things. Uh, he'll start his duties at WVU on December 19th, which is in about two and a half weeks, Monday, December 19th, under a six-year contract through December 31st, 2028, will earn a compensation of $1.1 million annually plus incentives. What? Why are you, what? Why are you looking at me like that? Nothing. You're like laughing. Yeah, I failed. You failed what? Because I texted Nick, don't laugh, and then I laughed. What are you laughing? I don't know. It was just kind of lengthy. I was just letting you know how much he was making and yeah. what he did, because we didn't really know a lot about him yesterday. I just thought it took a while to get Colin there. Colin was laughing about his sweater. It's a nice sweater. Okay. You've had 24 hours to soak this in. What are your thoughts? As don't a, fail. the resident WVU fan. Don't fail. I mean... And confirmed last night via Pete Thamel of ESPN that yeah, he will keep I, Neil Brown for about one that. year. I, I'm okay with it. I was off the Neil Brown train at the start of the season after the losses to Pitt and Kansas, but I've come to realize even though his record's 22 and 25, you got to take into consideration the COVID years and 
the recruiting process that that kind of halted and now the transfer portal is absolutely insane on both sides kids leaving kids entering uh, you have to give him this final year the new guy to assess him see if he's going in the right direction underneath the program that now mr baker will be leading so it, it's going to be tough he can have the opportunities to get that career defining win at wvu whatever you want to call it because you play Penn State and Pitt, the non-conference, started the schedule next year. Duquesne should hopefully be a winnable game, but from there, compete in the Big 12, especially even though I think at least next year Texas and Oklahoma still are in it as of right now. you got to be competitive with the guys that you have because this is now truly that recruiting class that you're supposed to have with the Stars. So. How long was his contract through? Who's? Neil Browns. I think there's at least two, maybe three years left on it because of the extension. I'm just trying to figure out if he were to coach out his contract, would he be here? Uh, or would he be in Morgantown, excuse me? A two-year extension after the 2020 season? Now through 2026. Does that mean through the 2026 season, I'm assuming? You know who they play week one of 2026? Yes. Marshall. No. no. Alabama. Alabama's coming to Mountaineer Field. I don't think that matters. I think it's a home-and-home. Home. But, yeah. Game. That's when we decided that Nick Saban was going to WVU. It's true. <laughs> we did We did decide that. All right. Well, it'd be, if, he, you know, if he performs, I think if he – would you say if he wins that uh, Penn State game next year, is that a is that a program win for him? Big yes. program win? Yes, that we the biggest one that he's had probably. And then he beats Pitt again. He didn't beat Pitt. Or, yeah, yeah, he didn't. Finally beats time. Pitt. Please. Yeah. Finally beats Pitt. Knock on wood. And then they go. They have eight nine wins next year. Keeps it. You keep him. Yeah. But then it's a year by year basis. Yeah. Or are you going to give him another extension? I don't think they give him another extension. You, you don't give him another extension. You, you see if the nine-year win season, hypothetically, next year was a fluke or not after the next season. Yeah. I don't even think so. he needs to get necessarily nine wins. I think eight would be fine. Eight would be good. But and then a bowl wins? Does bowl a bowl win. win matter? I don't know yes. if they even matter coaches, I think it matters. I don't think they do because unless you're in one of the big bowl games, nowadays all the players that you have that are draft eligible aren't playing in that is true. half the time. So it's like, can you really count a bowl game if let's say like... I still think it matters to the boosters and the program. Yeah, but let's say like two of your star players are just like, eh, I don't want to play. The then you're down those players and I don't know if you can really say... Like Kentucky's quarterback, I think he's playing, but let's just say he didn't play in their bowl game this year. And they still made the bowl game, so you're going to like discredit what Kentucky did as a football team this year, what the coach did this year, if you were like thinking about firing him for some reason. What's the goal that we always hear from coaches, or especially Coach McCook? You want to win the last game that you played. Yeah, but yeah, you want to be coaching a at a level where it's a national but championship. Still, you don't think that's what every coach would say? I mean, the coach's goal is probably still to win the bowl game either way. But I think then if you're looking at their... it from a perspective of you're in charge of the athletics at a university, are you going to value a bowl game as much? 
especially at a school where let's say there could be some players going pro and they decide to sit out to me i don't know i think the bowl games have lost a lot of value since the college football playoff have kind of come oh, into perfect play. segue we well, now have they... a 12 team playoff coming yeah we'll talk about that but do you do you give west virginia football this year any shot to be one of those teams because there's like currently 79 not going to be 79 bowl eligible teams right now and there's 81 or 82 teams needed i think we would have heard by now if they were in the circle maybe yeah i I'd think st- we would have because we're three days away that is true as we get here thursday already we talked about this monday potentially being something maybe you had heard by tuesday night wednesday yesterday at the yeah. latest uh, but even if they do decide to play in a bowl, which I doubt that at this point they are, uh, they probably will be without Bryce Ford Wheaton, who announced yesterday after five years as a Mountaineer, he's ready to test his skills at the professional level. He announced that he will enter the 2023 draft. He registered in 2018, did have one year of eligibility left due to the 2020 COVID season. Uh, he led the Mountaineers in receptions with 62 and receiving touchdowns with seven this fall. His uh, 675 yards uh, receiving trailed only Sam James on the Mountaineer roster. Um, He played in 46 games at West Virginia. He caught 143 passes for 1,867 yards and 15 touchdowns. He has been invited to the East-West Shrine game along with teammate Dante Stills. Uh, Ford Wheaton earned second team all Big 12 honors this season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems to me that he might have benefited from another year in college, but he does definitely possess some uh, skills that you would look at for an NFL wide receiver, being six foot three, two hundred twenty four pounds. Uh, appears to be you know a pretty fast player when you watch him play. So the numbers aren't necessarily like jumping off the page at you, but if you have that kind of size and a potential skill set and he puts up a good you know combine or pro day um he could definitely be you know a mid-round pick i think so i think that's one thing you have to look at when you are talking about players making the jump to any you know level up whether it be from high school to college or college to the nfl the numbers aren't necessarily uh what you look at completely you know if you have that size that they're already kind of looking for at the nfl level and you have the speed and, and other uh, aspects of your game that you would look for, that can help you have an NFL career. So while I don't necessarily think that Bryce Ford Whedon's college career necessarily looks like one that I would say, yeah, that guy should go pro early, he is six foot three, 224 pounds, and he's shown some flashes of being you know, an NFL-type wide receiver. So, you know, no 1,000-yard seasons, but I still think, he, there's the potential there. I think he's a mid-round pick based on you know, some of those criterias that NFL uh, scouts will be looking for. But I'm Colin, just trying to maybe you watched a lot more of him. I'm trying to put him maybe into comparison for a WVU perspective. The, the build reminds me of a guy that's currently in the NFL right now from WVU, and that's David Sills with the Giants, who was not drafted. He was signed in 2019 as a free agent but did his numbers maybe match up i'd have to go more into detail on that if you expected him to maybe be a nationally known guy which obviously isn't so i wouldn't put him in that kevin white category from wvu maybe getting a top pick in that first round like 
Kevin White did for the Bears. So I, I agree with your assessment. I feel like maybe at best mid-round or sixth or seventh round. But with the way WVU season went, unless he can shine at a combine or something, I, I feel like he probably might even just go undrafted, unfortunately, for him. I, I don't know if maybe next year would help him because I don't know where WVU will be at next year. So I think you got to take the chance now, yeah. go into the draft, hope for the best. If not, maybe cut your teeth a little bit there in the USFL or XFL and hope from there that maybe you can get a free agency signing and move on. That's a good point. And, I mean, you know, now these two leagues can do things like that. And the problem is, when will we see people catch on? Because, I mean, I guess we've kind of seen it from the first iteration of the XFL with – P.J. Walker for the Panthers, mm -hmm. and I guess Taylor Heineke technically because he was on an XFL team. Yeah, he was on St. Louis, I believe, the Battlehawks. Yeah. So how much more do we see that kind of be a training ground for the NFL? I, I th Honestly, if they want to be successful, I think that's the route that they need to go. they got to realize that you won't be able to compete with the NFL. The NFL is way farther superior and too large of an entity to yeah. compete with. So I feel like they have to go the route of the guys that could potentially be borderline practice squad or free agent guys that can still make some money, get playing time, and basically a second chance or a safety net for those that don't make the NFL and maybe still have a chance to eventually make the NFL if they shine in either the USFL or the XFL. And that's, that's just, just my point. That's of view something we'll have to figure out over the next, mm -hmm. I guess, really two years. Because I don't necessarily know how much you'll figure it out next year. And yeah. any of these guys that go undrafted, I don't know, by the time the draft happens, how much is left in any of those leagues. I don't know. Do I they still have, uh, think that you know, I'm kind of a doubter that those leagues will be around very long just because, historically speaking, they just haven't lasted in terms of they got to make money. So yeah. if they're not making money... Um, while it is, in theory, you know, a good idea to have some sort of minor league football, uh, you know, they have to find a way to make money because unlike minor league baseball and the G League, you know, those teams are owned by the top level teams. So yeah. they're still making some money and, you know, they're owned by them. Uh, so even if you don't see huge crowds at an NBA G League game, it's still you know, part of the NBA. So they're getting right. some sort of money factored in there. Uh, but when you're looking at, you know, the XFL and the USFL, um, while I believe the NFL has kind of helped them in some ways, or at least I know with the, the league they had a few years ago, the AAF or whatever it was, that was kind of like looked at as an NFL yeah. development league, but it didn't work out. So, but it's not like a direct ownership or anything it's not like you have a washington commanders minor league team yeah and that'll be something maybe that comes up in years down the line i just don't i don't know if that would be worth it for the nfl to yeah. invest in something like that yeah and that'll be something that kind of we find, kind of find out more but let's talk more about what we said we were going to talk about uh that is the rose bowl last night they uh it was kind of like a 23rd hour type thing like down to the wire they had till yeah. last night to do it 
the last remaining obstacle to expanding college football playoff to 12 teams in 2024 and 2025 seasons has been cleared. The Rose Bowl reached an agreement that officially paves the way for the college football playoff to expand in the final two seasons of the current contract, 2024 and 2025. The first round of the playoff in 2024 will take place the week ending in Saturday, December 21st at either home field of the higher seed team or at another site designated by the higher seeded team. That means number 12 at number 5, number 11 at number 6, number 10 at number 7, and number 9 at number 8 uh, with the top four teams getting buys. Um, what do we think about this, guys? Because we've kind of thought this was coming for a while. And until like a couple weeks ago, I didn't realize this was the last hurdle, was that the Rose Bowl had to decide they, they okayed a new deal. I'm okay with it. I, I like giving the other teams, other than the top four, chances. And also, if you're that top four, you get a bye week. It's kind of like the Division Two aspect right now when you look at the Super Regions. You get a bye week kind of almost like they do for a few weeks after having the bowl game so it's not anything different for them but it gives teams that fell in the regular season a chance and now it kind of takes away the aspect that Nick has mentioned numerous times on the show and I some would agree with college football basically is one giant playoff where if you do lose one game you're out and Basically. that wouldn't be the case anymore with the expansion to 12 teams. You'd still probably, if you lose three plus, wouldn't make the playoff. Because if you look at it this year, that's the case other than there's two, three lost teams that would be in right now in Kansas State and Utah, but that's three or fewer. Yeah, and one thing that I kind of talked to you guys off air was how much will things get affected because you see a team – uh, I'm just going to throw this out there because they're the highest win team in the lower part of the college football rankings, that being Tulane. How much does does do those teams kind of mean anything? Because we see the lowest-seeded team right now would be Washington that has a 10-2 and record at number 12 with Kansas State-Utah coming in at 10-11 and 9-3. And um, basically, how much of the shot do these, these group of five schools have – They'd have to go undefeated to even have a shot, right? Maybe I don't know how. But then even yeah, then, like you still got to go strength the schedule. The top four—that's what I'm saying. But a lot of these group of five teams, they'll play an FCS team at home, yeah. and you lose that. I think the like, big question for me is how are they going to seed these teams? Mm-hmm. Are is the group of five champion going to get an automatic bid? Uh, because as we know, currently the group of five champion gets one of the major bowl games. New York uh, Six. Yeah, one of the New York Six games. So is that still going to be the case in terms of the group of five champ is going to get the 12th seed every year? Or, or how is this going to work? Because I just don't I don't know what what's going to be the qualifications to reach yeah. the playoffs. Is conference championships going to be valued? Or are we going to see the five... Uh, power five conference champs automatically get a bid and then is there really justification to say that this needs to be a thing because right now with only allowing four teams in we typically see blowouts in the first round until we get to the national championship game and sometimes that's a blowout too so i just don't know if having a 12 team playoff while it may be more entertaining in terms of there's going to be more games in the playoff 
is it realistic for the number 12 team in the nation to win the national championship or even be competitive in a game in the playoff against uh yeah that's that's a that's a good point and because like washington's number 12 right now do we want to see washington versus georgia it wouldn't be 12 versus i know that but like hypothetically if they beat ohio state after the first round yeah i'd love to see it i don't see any reason to watch that because it's gonna be a blowout yeah you never know that's just something that we're gonna have to see how these the seeds go and whatnot and how will it expand further from this I don't see any expansion past 12 because, I mean... The farthest I think you could go is 16. And then you could actually do it like a traditional bracket, 16 v. 1, et cetera, kind of like what you But then at that point, do you really... You don't want to do that because your 16 team is going to get annihilated by the number one team. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's the highest that you could go. 12, Oregon okay already with, played 8 Georgia probably would have been the most realistic. They? And Georgia beat them by like 50. Yeah, so... so. They already had their chance. That'll be 49 something. To three. But that was week one. Still already played them. That'll are, be something. Are they going to improve much from 49 to, to three? On. Yeah, and that's the maybe not by that's much, the but issue I think there. They would. They're not Musselman and Coach Brian Thomas turning a 27 point deficit into a win. They're both green. <laughs> All right, we'll See talk more about this over the coming months and I guess years. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a blind store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along series, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. We'll hand to Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown with a big hole. Ronnie Brown into New Haven territory. Nobody's going to catch Ronnie. Touchdown, Shepherd. Join us this Saturday, December 3rd, for a PSAC championship rematch as the Shepherd University Rams travel to IUP for the regional championship game. Kickoff is set for 1 p.m. with pregame coverage beginning at 1230 on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. 
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you again. If you want to go see West Virginia take on Navy next Wednesday night, men's hoops, 7 p.m. Uh, we have a family four-pack of tickets, an additional pair of tickets. Well, he didn't change that. So what, what is WVU's record against Navy all-time? Comment on the Facebook comments or call us 304-263-6540, 304-263-6540. And with the correct answer, you will be going to this game next week. You can choose if you want the two tickets or the four tickets. Uh, but uh, don't miss out on a great West Virginia men's hoop season so far. Colin's going to miss out, though, unfortunately. On it's okay. going to I'll see the Big 12. Somehow tune in. Was it the Big 12? Big 12 Big East Big Challenge. Big East Challenge this Saturday. Xavier. Should be a fun one. Xavier's a good team. WV's I bet you'll be listening team. to that on the radio oh, while you're 100%. driving up. You'll yeah. be listening to Tony. Yeah. Uh, but Tony. let's talk Thursday night. We didn't get night. Tony on. We need to get Tony on. Yeah. Stop banging the table. I didn't That's bang your the job, table. I went Colin. like that. Yeah, this is your job. You're our expert. I'll, I'll try. Tony Creedy your contact. Job. You're such Where good you family. You're such get? good friends with him. All right, let's talk Thursday night football. We don't have a lot of time left on the show. Uh, Eight fifteen tonight. You could tune in uh, on Westwood One's coverage beginning at seven thirty right here on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM AM seven forty. And the Bills are taking on the Patriots. Patriots hosting tonight, but Bills favored in this one by three and a half. The over under set at forty three and a half. It's going to be, I believe, 43 degrees in Foxborough tonight. Uh, yeah. What do we think about this ball game tonight? I'm going with the Patriots. Wow. That would be a big win. Yeah. That I would think, shuffle some things around. I think the Patriots win because the Bills, to me, are just not playing their best football as of late. They've been close with a lot of teams. They lost to the Jets. They lost by three to the Vikings. They won by eight to the against the Browns. It was a close game on Thanksgiving to the Detroit Lions. I think in Foxborough, Thursday night football, I'm giving, going with the New England Patriots. I think their defense forces some turnovers. I think it should be an exciting game. The Patriots are coming off of one of their better performances of the season against the Vikings, even though it was a loss. Uh, but their defense has played pretty well besides that game, so I think they can – do some things and pull off the upset tonight. Why not? You know what? I'm going to go the route that you went last segment. The Patriots aren't musclemen. They're not going to be able to flip a 30-point differential since the last time they met in the playoffs last year, and it was Buffalo getting a 47-17 win, Nick. That was a Give whole year bills. ago, Colin. Give me the Bills tonight. I've got the Bills as well, but the one question is how much does – the uh, injury to Allen's elbow still affect him because we don't know if he's fully healed. We haven't healed. We haven't really heard anything about that. A few weeks, honestly. Uh, that'll Lake be run the ball. Problem they can't solved. run the ball in Buffalo. They're not they're in, in Buffalo. England. They're in New England. I mean, like in the Bills can't run the, the Bills ball. can't run the ball. They don't believe in. Actually, they can to an extent. They just don't really give Devin Singletary touches. That's why I said give it to Dick. Some reason they hate Devin Singletary. And I don't really know why. They I keep trying know. to replace him with other running backs, and he's their best running back by but far. But 
Von Miller out. He is with out. a knee injury. Uh, could have torn his not LCL. What's the other thing? MCL. No, cartilage. There's cartilage down there, I believe. I'm What's, not the. I'm only the sports doctor, not the medical doctor in the family. Sorry. Uh, what is the injury? He has it's, a knee injury. It's a knee injury, but it's an interesting knee injury because he's he could return, but he might yes. not. Yes, it could have been also much worse, I believe. Yes. So I think the Bills are going to lose. I must have to think the Bills. It's are a gonna lateral win. meniscus. Gonna flip meniscus. Ones, huh? The meniscus in his knee. Yes, Ooh. that's what it is. Um, and then also out uh, offensive tackle Dion Hawk- Dawkins with an ankle injury, uh, but uh, everybody else really besides uh, tight end Quentin Morris who has an illness and he who? practiced Quentin Morris. I don't know. Sounds like he sucks. <laughs> he is out or he is questionable tonight. What are they going to do without Quentin Morris, Colin? But for Clinton Portis, Clinton Portis. They, All right, guys. Hey, 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 hey. But for the Patriots, Damian Harris, he's out with a thigh That's injury. Okay. Isaiah Wynn, offensive tackle, out with a foot win. injury. Um, we don't need to know this. None of our minds are changing. They got a lot of guys questionable. Who are they, though? Are they important? Jacoby Myers, Marcus Jones, Devontae uh, Parker, Trent Brown, Jabril Peppers. Care. I care. Why? I asked. I wanted to know if anybody serious was injured. Jabril Peppers? The answer's no. Questionable. Other than He hasn't Von been Miller. good since he left exactly. Michigan. Jacoby Myers? He's good. He's their number like, two receiver. Limited with a shoulder injury? He's fine. Shoulder injury. You have shoulder pads. Marcus Jones? Questionable with an ankle injury? Marcus Warner? Jones will play. <laughs> Devontae Parker will play. He had a knee injury, but he's not even on the injury report. There Did this go. change yesterday. any of our minds? No, but I exactly. just need to know if like Mac Jones was out with a torn ACL that I no. didn't know about. You would have known about it. <laughs> you never know. All right, so Marcus Jones. You and I out. have the Bills. He's got the Patriots. Yes. All yeah, right. There's not? there's our picks for the game tonight. Thursday night football game. You can tune into it on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 from Westwood One. Coverage begins at 7:30. Kickoff set for 8:15 or TV streaming. It's on Prime Video for those of you that have that. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, they'll deliver to you. If you like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up after this two-minute break. Talk Wizards and Capitals. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. Five, four, three. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. 
Johnny Mayhem is everywhere. I'm your new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times than a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Uh, if you want these Mountaineer tickets versus the um, the Navy Midshipmen Thank next you. Wednesday, 7 p.m. at uh, the Coliseum in Morgantown, uh, you can give us a call, 304-263-654. Answer the question, what is West Virginia's all-time record against Navy? In basketball, get that right. Uh, we'll give you either the family family four pack or the two pack of tickets. Google it. That's your hint. It's Google not it. Tough. They played a couple times. Everybody has that? Google. How about this? They played a couple times. That's fair. I'll give you that. Who's the uh, most famous Navy men's basketball alum? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? David Robinson. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk Wizards. Wizards hoops last night. Colin predicted a win. No or something. Colin predicted a win for the Wizards. Close. They fell 113-107, now 11-11 on the year. president, Colin? Yeah. maybe a president that played men's basketball in Navy? Could have been cool. That'd be really cool. That would, would be cool. But George uh, W. Bush brings it up. Right wing. <laughs> the Wizards fall to the uh, Nets, 113-107. Wizards back to 500 at 11-11. The Nets go one over 500 at 12-11. and um, And they were down by one after the first quarter. Then... Uh, it's a low-scoring third quarter. Only uh, 24 by the Wizards, 23 by the Nets. Kind Pretty of an average score. Started playing defense. Quarter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Colin told me that the Wizards were going to win, so I got all hyped up for the game. Still Laid down $100 on it. Well, I, I didn't no tell you didn't. to do that. I, I don't think said you that, I did say You said to hammer the Wizards. No, you I said you're hammering. 100 Colin, I said they win by five. I was wrong. I was close, though, on my score predictions. And if I would close have been right on the score predictions. only works in horseshoes and hand grenades. If Porzingis and Beal would have listened to me on how many points they were supposed to score, they would have won. Well, they didn't listen well, to you. Tell them to listen to me more. Well, call Dave Johnson and, and let him Tell know. them to listen to me more, and you should listen to me less so that you don't lose money. 
I didn't bet $100. I know. All right. The Capitals back in action tonight at 10 p.m. Uh, against the Seattle Kraken. Seattle 14-5-3. Capitals 10-11-3. But put a couple of wins together. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for uh, tonight. You can tune in to Westwood One's coverage of Thursday Night Football. The Bills at the Patriots. 7.30 pregame, 8.15 uh, begins the kickoff of the game, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.